Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectly Bet and I'm joined by your very own Greg Brown for a very exciting Scottish football edition of the podcast this week. How are you, Greg? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Very, very excited. <laughs> so it's most excited we've been since the last time we were this excited. <laughs> and tell us why. Um, I guess two reasons. One, um, tonight's nap one again. Hey. In the Rangers Slavia Prague game, so that's nine naps in a row. Yep. So really pleased with that. But more importantly, Scottish League One and League Two have returned and Ooh. returned this weekend. Hey. After I- an absence of what? 10 weeks is it as long as that and what better man to have joining us on the podcast this week than the man that's at the heart of Scottish football David McDonald from Pine Bovro how are you doing very well sir very well uh, a lovely introduction as usual it was I've been working on that all day <laughs> um, so yeah David I'm not going to lie the reason we've got you on the podcast is to explain what the hell is going to happen in Scottish football between now and the end of the season because we're going to have a truncated season in the lower leagues it was originally going to be a 27-game season. That's now been reduced. And, yeah, a lot of guys are going to be asking for a lot of time off work in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, big time. So, I mean, obviously, the, the, the regular season would have been 36 games in normal times. Uh, that was then truncated to 27 games. And then we've now had the second wave of the pandemic, which has wiped them out, as Greg says, for about 10 weeks. So, the, the, the league has the team's to play an 18-game season, basically play home and away uh, once um, each uh, opponent. But mm-hmm. the teams wanted more games than that. Uh, they felt 18 wasn't enough, so they've come to a compromise and both those leagues are going to split into two leagues of five uh, after home and away 18 games and then play four games, play each other, uh, play the other four teams and each side of the split for um, four more games. So... I've probably made that sound even more complicated than I actually. I actually understood that. To be fair, it's it's very much like what the the Premiership has been doing for God knows how long now. Split yeah. after a certain number of games, league splits in two, and then you play the other teams in that your half yeah. of the league once to finish the season. That's right. The sticky point obviously comes when you're splitting in uh, two sets of fives. It means there's a team sitting out, which is opens up all sorts of scenarios on the last day um, yeah. where teams know what they need and all that sort of stuff so that's it's not perfect but I think you know it's it's hopefully it'll be, create some excitement because uh, as I said to you before we started recording I'm a massive fan of the split in the Premier League uh, Premiership and um, I hope it'll um, hope it'll bring some some real excitement in those two leagues because um, there's going to be an incredible amount of football over the next couple of months down there yeah, I worked it out. It's about um, 3.5 million games between now <laughs> and the end of April. So, a lot yeah. of gambling opportunities, Greg. A lot of good yeah. opportunities, I think. Yeah, I think, like you say, there's going to be Saturdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Yeah. So yeah. Very, very hectic. I think, though, Greg, it's going to be difficult in these early weeks because of that 10 week break. Quite a lot of teams, obviously, this is their first kind of opportunity to get together, to train together, and there's been some significant personnel changes in some teams as well. So it almost feels as if it's a kind of new season that's starting after such a considerable break. Yeah, it really does. Um, I've tried my best to go through all the clubs to understand who signed who. Lots and lots of loan signings. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the lower league sides have drafted in 
four, five, six players from the Premiership in terms of loan ease from Celtic, Rangers, Motherwell. So it is like the start of a new season. Um, and I probably would just air a bit of caution for the first couple of games anyway. We've identified a couple of good opportunities, but there's a lot of teams out there who may have been struggling beforehand in January, but we're now 10 weeks down the line. And I'll use Breakin as an example, and we'll touch upon them later on. They may not be the Breakin that were there in January. Yeah. And obviously, the Bookies have a really tough task, actually, to try and place these games up. Mm-hmm. And I think we've found uh, a couple of really good opportunities so far. On yeah, the 12. There might be a, a few opportunities to catch the bookies out in the same way that we, we try and do in the early weeks of the season, given some of the knowledge, certainly, that yourself and David bring um, to the table. In, in these lower leagues, sometimes we can catch a bookie out, so we'll, we'll have a wee chat about those later on. Um, just also, David, the Scottish Cup returns as well. We weren't sure whether that would get played this season, but um, that looks like it's back in action next midweek. Yeah, so we've got uh, the third round of the Scottish Cup, um there's 12 ties getting played this Tuesday um, so 24 teams in action and that's most that's down from Highland League up to uh, League One uh, so those ties are, are being played next midweek on Tuesday and then the fourth round ties will be taking place on the 3rd of April so there'll be no replays obviously in the Scottish Cup ties and they're really going to be hammering through the Scottish Cup in April and um, mm-hmm. there's a international break next weekend but apart from that it's going to be cup and league games ahoy and, and lots and lots and lots of Scottish football so it's going to be an exciting end to the season hopefully Yeah and as you were saying some teams are facing games on Saturday Tuesdays and Thursdays is that correct? Yeah I think they've been told uh, some teams will need to play four games uh, over eight eight days that's the maximum they'll, they'll be they'll be asked to play um, which is really going to take its toll but obviously these are Mostly part-time teams. There's a couple of full-times in there, but mostly part-time teams with pretty limited squads. So it's they're really going to be stretched. These guys are out working and then be playing. I mean, we've all done it as amateur footballers at the end of seasons when you're playing five, six times a week and things like that. But these guys are playing at a completely different level. It's taking massive toll on them. So there'll be there'll be all sorts going on um, between now and the end of the season. And hopefully we just get it over the line and get get the leagues finished. That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, we don't want another repeat of last season where we have things getting decided in points per game and all that sort of yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah, and I think hopefully we're now out the worst of the Scottish weather as well. So hopefully that won't play play its part. And obviously just fingers crossed that you know there's no incidents of any positive testing or anything further down the leagues as well, which would further throw a, a span on the work. So fingers crossed we can get everything over the line and um, in a safe manner as well. But we'll come, on to, we'll come on to the lower leagues shortly. Um, Greg, you touched on last weekend, we had a winning nap, which was indeed to score two or more. Yeah, at home to Arbroath. Uh, I think we just felt that Dundee would be too strong for Arbroath last weekend, and that proved to be the case. Uh, Dundee have since gone on since then, and showed their true colours, and were pumped 3-1 at home to air. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, really pleased to see that nap land, but uh, Dundee a team to probably be very wary of at the moment, I think, especially away from home. Yeah, we'll maybe touch on them later as well because uh, they've probably been the biggest disappointment of the season so far, Dundee, given the squad that they've put together up there at Dens Park. But we'll touch on them soon. They play on Friday night. Um, And as you say, tonight's uh, bet on Slavia Corners uh, made it nine in a row. And on the podcast, we'll be going for ten in a row. 
this weekend. <laughs> yes, who'd have thought all that chat I've had to listen to and endure in Scotland of 10 in a row chat for the last two or three seasons and now I get a couple of days to talk about it myself. <laughs> well, let's hope you get over the line. Well, fingers have you, crossed. Have you worked out the combined odds of that as an accumulator, Greg? Oh, it'll be thousands. Tens of th- millions. <laughs> <laughs> you just make yourself sick if you do, probably. Uh, um, so we're going to get stuck into the Premiership this weekend. We're going to do them in chronological slash alphabetical order, as ever, which unfortunately means that we're starting with the United v Aberdeen. Any takers? Uh, no thanks, I'll pass this on to Dave. He can, he can talk about this game. No, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I had a look at all the games and because I'm the consummate professional and uh, I mean, this game just screams no goals because both they've played each other twice this season, both finished 0-0. Aberdeen's last 10 games have all been under two and a half goals. Aberdeen have only scored one goal in nine games. Obviously, they've got an interim management team who will be doing their best to try and you know, put forward their claims for the job and I'm sure they'll, we'll probably see a different Aberdeen side and Saturday, but Dundee United have been playing reasonably well, and I just think this is again there's nothing really at stake for United. They're not going to make top six now. They need to need a ridiculous set of results that's not going to happen on Saturday. So I just think this is just one to leave well alone, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I, think... I, I guess we should mention the fact for people who are maybe not as tuned into Scottish football that Aberdeen have parted company with Derek McInnes after what eight and a bit years, David. Yeah, that's right. He was the, I think, third longest serving manager in Scotland um, before he, he left the other week. And we spoke about this quite a lot on the podcast over the last, well, certainly the season anyway, that we just kind of felt his shelf life at Aberdeen come to an end. Um, and the apathy uh, among Aberdeen fans was starting to increase. So I, I don't think it was a surprise to see him leave, especially after the 0-0 draw of Hamilton. That was probably the final nail in the coffin, really. Um, but as David said, interim manager at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised to see them get a result at Dundee United. But United are so stuffy. They're such a hard team to play against. They, they defend well, don't give much away. I think it's a, another low-scoring match. Yeah, yeah, can't really disagree with that. Aberdeen only scored one goal in nine matches, which is just remarkably bad. It's so bad, isn't it? So, so bad. <laughs> For Aberdeen, who are still fourth on the table, to be fair. Uh, six points now behind Hibs in that uh, fight for third. Unlikely that, that they'll make it. They're going to have to seriously turn around some of the forum. Um, so, yeah, a game to be well left alone. I suppose my, my question, David, would be who who do you think is, is the best candidate out there that's been mentioned for Aberdeen uh, without mentioning the name Jim Goodwin? Uh, I'm definitely not going to mention that name. <laughs> Because he's definitely not going. Um, I, I don't care who gets it as long as it's not. Uh, to be honest, I would. I think it's probably too soon for Jim. I think he's had an amazing season. He definitely has had an amazing season. But I think Aberdeen can't possibly take a gamble with this one. They're going to have to get somebody, I think, well, a little bit more experienced than Jim. Um, and I'm not trying to do him out of a job here because I desperately don't want him to go because that's true. But um, I think Dave Gormack, I don't, I don't know, I, I just doesn't strike me as the sort of appointment he'll go for. I really hope I'm, I'm right with that. But I don't <laughs> see it. Yeah, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast, David, but I think in terms of Jim Goodman himself, I think he's a really likeable manager in terms of hearing him speak. He comes across really well. He's done a great job at St Mirren and it's probably just a matter of time 
sadly for you and the St Mirren fans, that he will leave St Mirren at some point. Yeah, but I think in a perverse way, you kind of hope that that is the case because it means he'll have done something, you know, really special with St Mirren, which is a bit like what happened with Jack Ross. You know, mm-hmm. Jack was the same. He carried himself really well in the media. Always talked the club up well, had a brilliant relationship with the fans, played some good football and had some success. And Jim's really doing the same thing. Um, the way that he conducts himself in the media is unbelievable. You know, he's, he's brilliant at speaking. And uh, you just end up with a massive man crush on him, whether you're some fan or not. Maybe I'm slightly biased there, right? But but you do. And um, I just think he's uh, he's fantastic. And he has learned. He, he made a few mistakes early in the season. And I felt as though we were a little bit... Um, naive at times um, just I don't even mean naive we were playing within ourselves and, and always try to combat the opposition rather than playing with our own strengths and I think he learned from that and we started playing a little bit more attacking football and it paid dividends so I think he, he's learning he's still young in management terms so yeah, I think he's got a great career ahead of him and I really hope he continues to do where he was and a big team does come along and, and poach him because that was a save that'll mean we've done something special I think the uh, the man crush is, is more than just results on the football because he's definitely the best groomed manager. He's immaculate, isn't in he? In the Premiership, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sensational turnout, absolutely tremendous every, every week. Every week, so hats off to him just for that. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what route Aberdeen go down. I see Stephen Glass being mentioned in various places as a potential candidate as well, so that would be an interesting one. Yeah, I think that's the link where Atalanta is and tips with Dave mm. Cormack because that's where Stephen Glass is just now. Um, so that, and, and the interesting thing there was, of course, the, 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 the revelation that if Stephen Glass got the job that he might take Scott Brown with him as his assistant, which went down like a lead balloon. Um, so was, that that a, was, was that a thing? I just thought that was someone that was at it. The same way no, that the, the Aberdeen... There's, Aberdeen there's, fans managed to get their own one of their pals quoted at ten to one with Skybet to get the job. Yeah, I did see that. But, uh, <laughs> there seems to be some sort of legs in the Scott Browning. I can't really see it myself, but there no. was there was some tenuous link. I can't remember what it was, but there was some link between the two of them. So anyway, bring it back to Saturday's game, and well done to us three for actually managing to get three or four minutes out of that. But we're going to leave it as a no bet, a no no and uh, move on to our next game, which features uh, St Mirren, David. So I guess it's over to you, St Mirren. I guess, obviously, a win secures top six for St Mirren. A draw might be enough, and even with defeat, they could still finish top six, depending on what St Johnson do. So it's uh, ideal that we've got both you guys on the podcast this week. St Mirren, away to Hamilton at the weekend. Hamilton, as we say, every week at the podcast, you never know what you're going to get with Hamilton. Currently, they are a point above uh, Kilmarnock and second bottom in the table, desperately in need of points at this stage of the season. Can St Mirren go there and get the win that they need? Well, uh, yes. <laughs> We've, uh, I'm really excited about Saturday, I I'm, I've not been as excited for ages about a game, and I think uh, it's come a good time for us. We've got all our players back, bar Eamon Brophy now. We've had a couple of weeks off. Um, and I think, you know, looking at it, we've beaten Hamilton already this season, unbeaten in the last seven against Hamilton. Uh, and I think we're treating it, going by what Jim said, we're treating it as a cup final, as a game that we're going to go for it. I don't think there's no need for, and definitely no point in us sitting trying to get a draw and hoping that something works out for us because St John's are in good form and I fully expect them to beat Ross County. So, um, yeah, we've got to win. 
I've got to go for it. I think Hamilton will feel the same. They've, they, they'll want the three points. So I'm expecting quite a good game, actually. And, and that's one of my tips for the, for the, for the weekend, for sure. Yeah, uh, so in terms of that tip, it's a, it's a little bet builder you're looking at in the game. And yeah, so I've, I've, I've gone for St Mirren to score. Uh, I think Hamilton have had both teams to score in the last three games. Um, I definitely fancy St Mirren will, will really go for it early on on Saturday and I, I definitely expect us to get a goal. Uh, hopefully Christian Dennis is uh, he's definitely back training and hopefully he'll feature and he'll make a big difference to us. So I definitely think we'll score and I think Corners is the other shout here. Um we got eight corners here the last time we visited, and I think on Saturday we'll play two wide men. I think Dermis and Connolly will both will both start. They'll both hit the flanks. Hamilton's last few home games, 16, 9, 11 and 15 corners. There's going to be a lot of balls going into that box, and uh, I just Hamilton seems to be a ground where you get quite a lot of corners. Mm. Um, so I've got St Munn to score and St Munn to hit over four corners, which in my decimal language is 1.86 with bet 3.65. Yeah, it's not, it's not a fixture that's uh, a wash with goals. Usually, I think there's only been, check my notes here, just six goals in the last five meetings between the two sides. The last the last seven meetings have all been under two and a half goals, but uh, but we do tend to do pretty well against Hamilton recently. And I definitely think, as I say, we'll go for it. Um, I think Hamilton will go for it as well on Saturday. It'll be a much more open game than usual between these two teams. So I, I definitely think fancy us to score. Um, if I'm being honest, I think Hamilton might get a goal as well. So, um, But we'll, we'll outscore them and we'll definitely take that top six and leave Greg crying on Saturday. No, no, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. We've had a cut this season, so... I think in terms of this match, though, I think you're right, Dave, in terms of corners in this match. Um, I've backed Hamilton probably three or four times over the last couple of weeks. They let us down last week. They were a corner short at Livingston, but they're five to six to hit four, four, over 4.5 corners on Saturday. Um, it's a game in which Hamilton have marked out where they, they need to try and get three points. Draws at the moment is no use. They really have to try and get a win. Um I think it's a difficult game to call. I would say that St Mirren probably do edge it, but I do think Hamilton uh, can deliver at least five corners. Yeah, I, th- I think you can look at it both ways. You know, I think both teams will be will be going for the three points, attacking, which should lead to more shots and thus more corners. But you also fancy if a team does go ahead that they'll try and waste time, and there's no better place oh, to you waste can time. Hamilton will try and do that. Trust yeah, me. so there's no better place <laughs> to waste time than the corners. So. Um, so yeah, I just think it's 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 definitely a game that looks to me like there'll be a good few corners for both sides, and I definitely fancy St Mum to have a few, as I say, because of the sort of players that will be playing on Saturday and because of the system we'll be playing. Um, it naturally, will will lead to a lot of crosses coming in, and hopefully a lot of corners. Talking this game up like it was the escape, <laughs> no. escape to victory <laughs> that we're going to we're going to get on Saturday. So uh, my money's on four three to the the Alliance team. <laughs> go with that. Uh, okay, so you're betting it is over zero goals for St Mirren and over four corners for St Mirren. That's on a bet builder at bet 365. Yep, that's it. Okay, next up we've got Kilmarnock v Motherwell. <sighs> Kelly, now what, 1 1 in 12, bottom of the table, looking it up to Hamilton, who are a point ahead. Ross County now four points ahead of Kilmarnock, and we're getting into must win territory for Kelly, Greg. Yeah, I quite like the stat. One point in 30 mm. um, is diabolical. Um, 
I don't think it's a a must win yet. It isn't. It's not. There's still lots to play for. The bottom six, they're going to play each other in the bottom six, obviously. So Command will play Ross County and Hamilton in the bottom six. But Tommy Wright really needs to get a win here. Um, I'm just waiting for Motherwell fans to retweet my tweet from January where I suggested that um, Tommy Wright was the man for the Motherwell job. And mm-hmm. every time Motherwell get a win, I get a, a lot of retweets <laughs> on, on, on that tweet in January. But in terms of this game, though, I guess you could say it is must-win for Kilmarnock, just in terms of if they lose this, it's another defeat, heads are down, confidence is sapped. And we've seen it before. No team is too good to go down. We've seen the Hearts go down. We've seen the Hibs go down. I still think Kilmarnock's squad is good enough to stay up. I think scoring goals is a problem, but when you look at the stats, though, it's gruesome for Kilmarnock fans. Nine defeats in their last ten and one draw. They've lost crucial games, obviously, up at Ross County um, a few weeks ago. So this is a huge, huge game. And they're playing a motherwell side who you'd have to say have overcome their dip in form. I think they were hammered by Hamilton, beating Thino by St Johnston, but they've then gone into Drama St Mirren, a great win at Hibs, 2-0 at Easter Road, and they delivered a super nap for us a few weeks ago by beating Hamilton 3-1. Livingston. So, Livingston, sorry. Yeah. So this, this, thanks for that. This is a really tough game for Kilmarnock. Um, they're at home, and I think for me, wouldn't like to pick a winner, just because that Motherwell are in good shape. But I do fancy Kilmarnock Connors, though. Um, looking at Kilmarnock Connors this season, they have the third highest in the league at home, uh, just under six corners per game. And when you look across their last three games at home, they got 12 v United, um, six versus Motherwell, and nine v Celtic. And looking across their, their last eight games, they've hit five or more now in seven of the last eight. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Motherwell take the lead in this match. And if that happens, we could expect Kelly to try and push to get an equaliser and rack up some more corners. And just off the back of that, looking at Motherwell's stats for corners, they've shipped five or more corners now in each of their last six away games. So six, five, six, five, five and eight. So I think this game's set up very tough to call in terms of an outcome, but I do think Kilmarnock can deliver six corners at even money. Six a wee bit higher than you normally like to go. Take it, this is just a purely based on stats play here. Um, not so much stats based. It's more based on the fact that Kilmarnock have to get a win. Mm. Um, yeah, very rarely do I go six or more, unless your name's Stockport County. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think in this game, Kelly's stats do stack up. And it's their biggest game of the season. Uh, Mother will ship plenty of corners away from home. I like the fact that they've brought in Kyle Lafferty. Um, I think he could be a difference for them in terms of scoring goals. He did score up at Ross County. So I do think Kilmarnock may have the lion's share here, but I think they can hit six corners at even money. Okay, Doug. Any angle from you on this one, David? My write-up for this game was was similar. I fancied Kilmarnock Corners, but I went a little bit lower, but over four, um, based purely on the sort of stats that that Greg's highlighted, but also um, put it in a builder with Motherwell to score, um, because I think uh, Motherwell have scored 
Uh, four of the last five away games come on. I've conceded in 11 of their 12 home games. Um, I, I just think they just can't defend, and I think Motherwell will score. So, um, uh, can you tell you the outcome of the game? Um, but that was kind of, but I, it wasn't enticing enough for me. But, uh, but yeah, definitely corners. I don't know whether it's because they've got Kyle left today, they're hitting more balls into the box, or because Tommy's changed something, but uh, the eight count, uh, corners up at County last week, and 12 corners at home to Dundee United the week before suggest that they're doing something slightly differently, and they have actually racked up quite a lot of corners, as Craig says, earlier earlier in the season as well, so corners looks a good angle for this one for me. Yeah. Okay, so Craig, you're nailing your colours to the mask here, you're going with six corners for Kelly at even money? Yes. Okay, next up we've got Hibs visit to Livy now. Livy kind of got themselves back on track last week, 2-1 win over Hamilton, I guess. It's left us asking the question, are we too quick to write Livingston off this season, Greg? No, I don't think so. I think um, it was a massive result for them last week and fair play to them because they had been on a really, really poor run. Uh, I think we're right to oppose them last weekend based on the price that Hamilton were. Mm-hmm. I think 30-2 was... We, we couldn't ignore that. I had to back Hamilton at 13-2 to to win that match last week. And to be fair, when it went one all, I thought we might have had a chance. Yeah. But I think Livingston scored pretty soon after it went one all, And they'll be relieved to get that win on board. For two reasons. One, it stops the rot, but yeah. it also confirms they're placing the top six. And they can now look forward to this game against Hibs on Saturday and try and just cement, I guess, uh, fifth place. Yeah, pressure's off. Yeah, pressure is off. And Hibs, to be fair to Hibs, I've been very critical of Hibs. Um, not all season, but they were in a bad run recently. They got beat by Motherwell. They lost to St Johnston. They then went 1-0 down at County last week. But to be fair to them, they, they fought back straight away. Uh, Boyle scored straight after. Billy Mackay scored. And they, they fought out. A, well, I say they fought out. It was a thoroughly deserved 2-1 win up at Ross County last week. It dominated a lot of the game and that was a massive, massive win for Hibs as well. So in terms of this match, Hibs five to four, um probably a fair price to be fair. Livingston eleven to five. I wouldn't like to call when they're out in this game, especially with Livy getting a result last Saturday. For me it's probably a leave well alone. Yeah. I think what makes it even more difficult is that Hibernian went there early in the season and won 4 1, I think it was first week or two in the season. It was, yeah. And then Livingston went to Easter Road and won 3 0. So you're kind of looking at those games and can't draw any conclusions on it. Uh, so yeah, this does look a wee bit more difficult to call. Uh, David, Kevin Nisbet earned a call up to Scotland squad this, uh, this week, which I guess is a measure of Hibs generally and how they've done this season, but also how well he's adapted to, to the Premiership. Yeah, he's done tremendously well, considering it is his first season. I kind of didn't expect him to hit the ground running quite as well as he has, but um, he scored lots of goals. He won another one last week, obviously, so well-deserved. We're not exactly blessed with uh, top-heavy, with, with great strikers in the squad, in an international squad, so he, mm-hmm. he deserves his opportunity, and hopefully he'll, he'll take it and uh, and get a run out in one of the, the qualifiers coming up. Yeah. I think his call-up's probably more based on his performances over the season. I don't think he's been great this year in 2021. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's probably talk of him wanting to leave and possibly a transfer down south. And that's probably impacted his play because the first part of the season, at he least was fire, wasn't he? he was absolutely tremendous, yeah. So it's probably massive for him that he scored last week. 
I think that was his first goal in ten actually. Yeah. So I don't think he's a player in form, but he scored last week as David said, and over the course of the season, he probably does deserve his call up because he has been a great addition to the Premiership. Yeah. Well done, Tim. Uh, David, any betting angles in this for you? Yeah. No, I've I've picked this one out on the the Pineball Travel, so I'm going with the uh, Hibs corner match bet. Um, so basically Hibs to get more corners than Livingston mm-hmm. and the stats for this are quite interesting um, Hibs have actually won more corners in their away games uh, uh, let me just uh, double check this yeah nine times nine times out of eleven this season including going to Ibrox and Parkhead and getting more, more corners than Rangers and Celtic good start uh, I tell you last, what a man that's my own heart he is a man the last my own couple, heart like, great start. last couple of away games St Johnston uh, Hibs beat them 9-0 in corners they beat Ross County 7-1 in corners last week. Um, so they're not shipping many themselves, but they're, they're getting plenty. I mean, 10 at Parkhead, obviously that was against a weekend Celtic side. 8 at Ibrooks against, you know, the champions. 8-1 uh, against Hamilton. So they've, they've racked up plenty of corners and they don't seem to concede too many. So I think at 45, that's a good bet because I think they will have more of the ball than Livingston. Um, and although Livingston will be probably pressures off a little bit, um, I do fancy that quite quite strongly. So that's definitely one, one of my tips for the weekend. I really Just... like to look at that one. I think um, it's a lovely little angle in a match that's probably tough to call in terms of a match outcome. But when you look at those stats, you can't really argue with them, can you? Really, really solid. And Hibs have been delivering some really good numbers. So, looks really strong, that one. Yeah, that's proper geeky of the week stuff. David, well done. I do like a corner myself. But Greg, Greg's the corner king, but um, I, do love, I do love a corner. Unless Greg manages to trump you between now and the end of the podcast, you are definitely favourite for Geek of the Week at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> at a very I've short got, price. I've got better, I've got better coming up. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. That's quite a build-up you're giving yourself there. So <laughs> uh, we'll look forward to that one. All right, so Hibs to win more corners than Livingston. And that's, what, 45? 45. Who's that 365. Good yeah. stuff. That's definitely one to keep an eye out for. Uh, the last game in the Premiership on Saturday is St Johnson v Ross County. We've kind of touched on the fact that St Johnson they need a win. Is that right, Greg? Is that the only chance they've got to draw? Yeah, have to win. Yeah, have, have to, to win, win to try and, and finish top six. That um, obviously St Mirren don't win. It's as simple as that, really. But they're in some form, St Johnson. I mean, obviously they, they won the cup as well, but um, their only defeats recently have been at the hands of Celtic and Rangers. So outside of that, they're, they're one of the foreign teams um, probably since the turn of the year. Yeah, I think the, the break last weekend probably came at the right time. Um, we obviously won the cup. I think I think I might have mentioned that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice, yeah. <laughs> um, we then played Hamilton on the on the Wednesday night, I think it was, and we beat Hibs. So probably came at the right time. Um, two weeks to kind of recuperate, refresh the batteries, recharge the batteries. I think this is a very tough game. Um, it's always difficult speaking about your own team. I think I've been stung over the years, loads of times, bashing against St Johnston in games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had a fair share of winners backing us as well, but I, I think Ross County in this game, they do look big at 9-2. to two. I think we're a little short at 13-20. to 20. Us being so short at home, given our home form, really, this season hasn't been great. I think we've only won four home games this season. Um, We beat Hibs last time out 1-0. Probably in a match where Hibs could probably say they deserved at least a draw. Uh, I just think the the 13-20 on us is is quite short. Um, 
Ross County just can't seem to string two results together. No. I, I've been saying this for weeks now. They get a really positive result and they go into the next match and they get beat. Um, and the same thing happened last weekend against Hibs. Obviously, we played Hibs. Hibs are second third, having a good season. So you would say that's going to be no surprise they got beat from Hibs. But they did go 1-0 up in that match. So I think John Hughes will be devastated that they went 1-0 up so soon and they, they lost an equalising goal, what, a minute later? But uh, probably not as geeky as David here, but in terms of the facts for this match, some really interesting ones for Ross County. So Ross County have scored in each of their last seven games against St Johnston and they've only lost one of their last ten. So it wasn't really a, a kind of piece I was aware of. Um, in Perth itself... They've only lost one of the last nine. Uh, five draws, three wins and one defeat. So that, that does bode well for them. Um, obviously, sitting, what, third bottom, 29 points. A win for them could possibly take them seven points clear, mm-hmm. which is massive. With yeah. only, what, four or five games to go. Yeah. Um, but as you say, though, we have been in really good form um, over the last, what, 10 or 12 games. So... I couldn't possibly back us as short as that, 30 to 20. Uh, but again, I wouldn't oppose us. I do think Ross County double chance at 6 to 5 could appeal. I think it's quite a reasonable price. Um, but as you say, we need to win to have a chance of going top six. And I think we're pretty much at full strength as well. So I'm going to shy away from double chance. Ross County to score are 7 to 10. And I've looked at Ross County corners. Um, to hit four corners, Ross County are five to six, which I think is um, really, really, really decent number for for just four at uh, five to six. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I was just looking at St Johnston's home forum there, and I think what's quite remarkable. What price is St Johnston at the weekend? Did you say thirteen to twenty? Right, so St Johnson are potentially just one and one away from finishing top six, and and they've only scored seven goals at home all season. That's right. Having said that, they've only conceded thirteen as well. But to just score seven goals at home and still be in the position that they're in is just quite remarkable, really. Yeah, our away form this season has been really good. Some really good away performances. I think as David will agree, um, at the start of the season we dominated quite a lot of matches and probably didn't get the, the points return that we should have got. But I think for me in this match, Ross County, 9-2, definitely some value there. But I think Ross County, four corners is, is, is worth a play at 5-6. So David, a corners angle for Greg, is there anything in this game that you fancy? I didn't fancy this one at all, to be honest. I mean, uh, County, as Greg says, I've got a good record against St. Johnson. Uh, not beaten, not uh, been beaten by them in the last seven, as he said. So I kind of looked at corners and stuff like that, but I just didn't fancy it. My just, I just my overwhelming urge is that I want Ross County to win. So, <laughs> 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 um, so uh, I don't care how they do it. Even a draw, draw will be fine. Quite happy with that. Um, St Johnson have got their cup we take the top six place everybody's happy and we're all we're all pals <laughs> it sounds like a deal to be fair uh, ok that's us for Saturday in the Premiership now there's a small matter of the Celtic v Rangers game on Sunday and every other season every 
year we would be saying this is match of the weekend but it's barely even on the radar this weekend because the league title is over Rangers are champions and for Celtic it's really about playing for pride for Rangers it's about trying to go through the season unbeaten um, Can we just clarify before we go any further Paul say it's just the league campaign that would be unbeaten because somebody did beat them uh, domestically this season uh, I think you'll find um, um, Yeah no I this is just a game where you'd put a, a bet builder on some bookings or something, isn't it? It's just, it's not one to touch. You know, you'd fancy Celtic will, will be going all out to, to at least beat them and make sure they don't finish the season unbeaten. And you'd fancy Rangers will be desperate to, to, to put one over on them in their own patch and all that. But I just, uh, it's a nothing game for me. And, and, and I'm sure all firm supporting fans will be horrified to hear somebody say that. But it just, to me, it's, I will watch it. But, I can't say I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think there'll be very much going on um, at all on this one. So I'm, I'm completely nonplussed by it, to be honest. Yeah, I think, that. I think that's a general consensus. Should we read too much into Rangers' exit from Europe this evening? Oh, but obviously, it'll probably take a bit out of them and it was a bit of a towsy game and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, they got beat um, by a good side, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I think Slavia were probably underestimated by, by a lot of us, but they were good on the night and fully deserved it over the two legs. Um, Rangers, I think, are still a very, very, very good side and I think they've definitely earned them to beat Celtic at Celtic Park based on what we've seen this season from Celtic. But I just, I, I think that uh, the appetite just won't quite be there having got the league in, in the bag and now out of Europe I think they'll be focusing on the Scottish Cup um, and try to finish their season on that and as I say of course try to finish unbeaten and they don't want to lose on Sunday but I just can't see there being that real bite between their teeth that they would have been normally mm. Well the fact that both teams are 13-8 to eight, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time both sides were similar prices usually you'd have a kind of 6-5 to favourite Maybe a five to two, two to one outsider, but in this match that really means bugger all, really. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right, Dave. I think a little bet build on the on the cards is probably a best angle. But even saying that, though, you're you're getting ten to eleven on Morelos to get booked. Scott Brown will be five to four probably to get booked. Yeah. So we're going to have to pick a, a five player card bet builder really to, to make it tasty. I was sometimes fine as well that. Uh, you build these games up and when you expect a lot to happen, nothing happens. So maybe the opposite will be true. So maybe there'll be a bloodbath. But plenty of cards there at Ibrooks tonight anyway. So um yeah, it's, but Rangers usually actually quite they, they don't pick up too many cards. They're, they're very well disciplined actually this season. And you don't really tend to see apart from Scott Brown, you don't tend to see too many Celtic players picking up too many cards either. So um, I don't know. Uh, one that I'll be leaving alone, apart from, as I say, a novelty bet builder for sure. Yeah, I think this will really test the notion that no Celtic Rangers game is meaningless. Mm. Um, that this is pretty much as close as it comes. Um, albeit there is the the unbeaten league record for Rangers on the line, and I guess from Celtic's point of view, <sighs> I hate the phrase, but they want to put down some kind of marker uh, on the season. Uh, even if it is just a victory that, that signals the end of, of Rangers' unbeaten league run um, and possibly, you know, laying down some kind of marker for next season that they're, they're not dead and buried just yet. I think tonight's result, the fact they got beat and they played tonight as well, obviously goes in Celtic's favour. Mm. The fact that they've got that recovery time. To be fair, Rangers have performed really well on the, on the Sunday after Europe, to be fair to them. But yeah. 
it's probably not ideal preparation. Really tough game tonight, beating 2-0. Um, a couple of players sent off as well. So probably bodes well for Celtic, actually, that they have been beaten tonight. Yeah, OK, so none of us are quite prepared to call a winner in this one, but if anything, it would be a cards bet on Sunday. So, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. OK, we'll have a wee look into the Championship and uh, League 1 and League 2 quickly before we finish up. On Friday night, we've got Alwa v Dundee. Uh, and as promised, David, you have some uh, exceptional <laughs> stats well, for this one. The, the stats around this game just are mind-blowing. And maybe it's not as geeky, actually, as my, my corner uh, bet on Hibs. But listen to this. I mean, right, so Alwa v Dundee... Uh, they've played each other twice this season, uh, 3-1 and 3-all, uh, the scores. Dundee have scored three goals on the last three times that they've visited Alloa. Dundee, both teams to score, has landed in the last six away games. They've, Dundee have conceded in every away game they've played this season, all nine of them. Alloa have got both teams to score in their last 15 games in all competitions. Unbelievable start. Jeez. And Alloa have scored in every home game except one this season. Both teams to score every single day of the week. Supercharge that nap. That is the bet of the weekend. I'm back in 0-0 now. <laughs> <laughs> my, my only fear is it's a Friday night game. And I don't I don't tend to like, because I, I put a pine ball who does a treble every week. and So I don't tend to like doing a Friday night game in case I, I do jinx it and it's burst before it, it's even Saturday. But I cannot ignore those stats. It's unbelievable. Uh, a great win for Alloa last week down at Queen of the South. They they do score goals, they concede goals. Dundee are exactly the same. They cannot defend, and they they have got plenty of players who can score goals. So it just looks nailed on, and it's just over forty five, one point eight three with bet three six five. And to me, that just looks an absolute steal. Yeah, it's five to six. I find that price remarkable based on those stats. Yeah, it is incredible. Feels like so, a kind of one to two shot. But I don't, I don't think though the bookies will be looking at that. They'll look at the league table. They'll see the Alo are bottom, and they'll probably place it up to say, ah, what, what price are Alo to win the match? Five to one. Five to one. And that's what they'll be basing it off, and that's yeah. probably where, as David's found, probably you can get a little edge that they're not looking at Alo's goal scoring antics really in this match. How, and these conceding antics. How can you price up a goals bet without taking into account the, you know, the forum that they've been in terms of goals, David, it's just highlighted three or four stats. Particularly, Alloa scored in all but one of ten at home this season. Yeah, and both teams have scored in 15 games. I mean, yeah. that's unbelievable. And they've scored against you know Premier League teams at home in the Cup as well. They, they just seem to score goals. Um, and as I say, it's a fixture that's had uh, ten goals in two games this season. So, over two and a half goals is only 1.75, which... That doesn't massively appeal to me, but both teams are still definitely appeals. Yeah, as you say, the Friday night factor's a wee bit of a concern, but I think at five to six, you've you've got to take that bet on, haven't you? Big time. All right, anything else in the championship? Uh, nah, I had a quick look through them, but I, I don't really fancy anything else to be honest with you. Um, I think Hearts or should should overcome our growth, but I, I, I really have gone off back in Hearts recently. They've, they've they still win games, but they make hell of a hard work of it. And yeah. uh, I think the other games, Dunfermline will probably beat Inverness, and there's quite a big price at just over evens. But again, uh, Inverness, although they've had a, a really horrible season, they, they, they don't lose that many games away from home. Uh, um, Dunfermline are good at home, but again, they're a team I just at the moment I just I just don't like touching them. Um, 
And the other games, Air, Wraith, Morton, Queen of the South, toss a coin, to be honest. I think Air's tails will be up after beating Dundee anyway, 3-1. Yeah, uh, that's a really good one. With Hopkins being there too. Yeah, that, is a, that was a great win actually uh, for them midweek. Um, David Hopkins obviously come in there as a new manager and they've... Yeah. They bought the they bought the boy uh, Jamie Barginess on loan from Rangers today as well to bolster their ranks. So, yeah, I think you know in previous years you'd look at Air at home and think you know Air will probably do Wraith over because Wraith have had a real horrible run of uh, results recently. Having looked you know really really good at one stage this season, they just seem to have gone off the rails a wee bit. I don't really know what's happened there. And but they lost it during the week against Inverness one 0 at home. Yeah, so, that's right. I think yeah. out all the games in the championship. Um, air at home to to race maybe one to look at, but I'm probably with David in this in terms of Dundee Friday night one to two is ridiculous. Dundee's away form, as I say every single week in the podcast, is a is diabolical. It's so bad their away form. Um, so I could be back in Dundee at that price. I think David's picked up a great shout in both teams to score there, and I think last weekend Queen of the South were the proverbial coupon busters last week. I think um, we spoke about this last weekend that that's the sort of match that Queen of the South are going to lose um, just a shade below evens and they lost 3-2 to bottom side Alloa so it's a very 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 competitive league and a tough league to back and yeah. I think with League 1 and 2 being back it's probably worthwhile probably staying clear of it It's just an absolute basket case of a league It really yeah. is Incredible, it really is. It's, you just can't call, uh, can't call what's going to happen there. As I say, Hearts are going to win it, but they're going to win it just by being more consistent and, but not exactly by being less it. rubbish than everyone else. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was trying to be kind. You know, at the end of the day, they've won it by a country mile. They did at certain points of the season. They looked absolutely incredible. They were buying goals in all over the place, but they're just doing enough at the moment uh, to get over the line and. They'll win it in the next few weeks for sure, but the rest of them, you, I mean, Morton went from the edge of relegation playoffs to the edge of the promotion playoffs, back to the edge of the relegation playoffs all <laughs> the space of a week. week. <laughs> it's just I think it's known as the um, Yo-Yo League, is that right? Or the Snakes and Ladders League? Yeah, it's just <laughs> nobody seems to be able to win back-to-back games uh, apart from Hearts, so... Yeah, it's very, very tough uh, to call. You know, this season, I think, has, generally speaking, from a gambling point of view, it's very hard to call a lot of games in terms of who's going to win because yeah. the crowd's not being there. I've just, I've definitely made it a huge difference. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. OK, so a standout bet in the Championship then is that both teams to score uh, between Alloa and Dundee on Friday night, and that's live on BBC Scotland. Just so, on that point, sorry, yeah. to touch upon... League one and two. I think James McPake is probably not a sticky wicket, but if Dundee were to lose this match on Friday night, then I think he'd be under a lot of pressure now. He's probably under a little bit of pressure now, actually, after yeah, losing absolutely. the air. Um, I'm absolutely. not trying to get him sacked at all. I'm just saying that if they get beat, he is probably going to be under quite a lot of pressure, I'd say. But squad that Dundee have got, I mean, they've lost. They've lost six and they've drawn six. They've only won seven games out of 19 this season. It's not good enough, is it? No, they should be doing a lot better. They've got a lot of good players, but I think, unfortunately for them, all their good players are middle to front, and I don't think they seem to have too too many good players at the back. And they've also had 
very poor goalkeeper, in my opinion, uh, between the sticks up until the last couple of weeks. So um, I think that's partly why they're shipping goals. But uh, I did not expect here to put three past them at Dens Park. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, let's not complain too much if we've got all our money on it, five to six for both teams to score. Yes, yes. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to the good stuff. Uh, it's the return of League One and League Two. We've, oh. already, we've already kind of touched on the fact that this week might not be the best to go too gung-ho on things uh, until we see how squads settle down and, you know, obviously these teams haven't played for quite a while, but we've got a few that might catch the eye in the Greg early this week, as soon as the prices went up, the standout bet was Queen's Park to win at home against Stranraer and they were priced up around about, was it 10 11 11.45, something like that? Yeah, best price 10 to 11. Um, that was put straight onto the channel as this weekend's nap. There was no real... Um, worry for me in terms of it being their first game in 10 weeks I think Queen's Park have been a staple part of this season's probably a team to back this season so far I'd say yeah. in League 2 and I think they have delivered for us 4 times out of 5 so they've been very good to us they're at home, played 9 1-7, drawn 2 I think we've spoken at length about Queen's Park this season, before the season during the season, speaking about obviously the experience they've got the money they've spent, they've obviously got an infrastructure there now as well in terms of going through the leagues. Um, got very, very experienced side and they've got players there that between them have played hundreds of games at a higher level. Lots of players who should be playing probably championship football, you could say, rather than League Two. And I think today or this week, they've also got two Celtic loanees that have come in. Uh, yeah. Keeper Ryan Mullen, and Luca Cuomo, was it? Luca Cuomo, yeah. So I think he's got quite a high pedigree, Luca Cuomo, anyway, at the moment. And please forgive me, um, the player in question, and please forgive me, Queen's Park fans, but they've also brought back on loan former talisman, here goes, Salem Curie Aisa. Um, he's come back from Livingston. He scored 17 goals in 36 games for Queen's Park. So, in terms of their squad and strength and depth, they're in a great place for their remaining however many games they've got left to play. And there's no doubt about it, they will romp this league. Uh, I think 10 to 11 was a great place for us to get. And I'm pleased to say that it's not 10 to 11 anymore. You're looking at what, 8 to 13? Uh, actually, I think they're short, it's 13 to 20 now. Yep. So, yeah, so definitely. Please take it up quite that. early. Um, and I think Stranraer have had a decent season until the break. They're sitting, I think, third or fourth. Uh, but I think this Queen's Park at home really can't be opposed. And if you're getting 10 to 11, has to be snapped up. And it has been. Yep, unfortunately, pretty much the value is gone in that game. Um, there might be some other angles in terms of goals and stuff like that. But I don't know that I'd want to be backing them at 13 to 20. But definitely the, the price they were early in the week, they were definitely worth, uh, worth a punt. Um we kind of jumped into League Two. Uh, anything in League One catch the eye, David? Uh, I kind of had a look. I'm, I'm too much of a coward uh, to, to bet in these leagues uh, when they're just coming back. Uh, what I would say, just to uh, go back to that Queen's Park game, is Stranara scored 14 goals in the last five games and uh, are the second informed team in that division. Not trying to put you off, but the last team to beat them was Queen's Park, so fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, League One just looks... 
actually find it very tough because like you've got the uh, Falkirk and Trows, probably two of the or definitely two of the better teams in that league going head to head. Normally, I'd quite fancy him in to get a to get a goal there or something like that. But I'm not touching it. I just I just can't see anything. I've, I've actually Clyde Clyde have brought a couple of uh, some young players in actually. Lewis Jameson's gone there on loan. I think he'll do well uh, playing up front with David Goodwillie. Uh, will help him. And I think Clyde at home he's uh, he's five maybe with a sniff. But there's nothing there that jumps out at me. Not when uh, not when I've got such amazing geeky stats uh, <laughs> my championship and premiership bets. Yeah, I guess the, the geeky stats for these leagues are a wee bit out of date at the moment um, until yeah, we get indeed. a few games under the belt. Greg, we spoke in a pre-podcast uh, about Partick Thistle, who you regularly lambast on the podcast. You were quite keen <laughs> to take them at 75 at home to Cove, but even before we started recording, I think you talked yourself out of it. I did, only because I've got the Queen's Park nap and I've got two games in the Premiership. So... It is one I looked at. I think Dave is right. Looking at the opening games this weekend, very, very tough to call. I think Dumbarton at home to... Porthal. Yeah, so that's a tough game to call. Airdrie away at Peterhead is tough to call as well. You maybe expect Airdrie to win that game, but I guess at the moment a little bit too early. So Thistle at home to Coves, really interesting. Uh, Thistle just six points behind leaders Falkirk. Um they have to get out of this league this season. So the Falkirk, to be fair. Uh, I just felt the price in them at home was quite big, 75. Um, looking through their injury list, it's cleared up quite a lot. There's not many players missing now. They've brought in cult hero Chris Erskine for his 18th return. To <laughs> um, so he's, a, he's a, um East Co-Bride. So a bit of a surprise that he's come back to Thistle, but he knows what Thistle are all about. He's still a really good player. Yeah. Um. I, I think Thistle squad wise are probably geared up alongside Falkirk. Obviously, being full time for the the massive games coming up. Um. Don't know too much about Cove since we restarted. Since obviously we spoke a lot about Cove last season and this season before the break. Um. A lot of their good work's done at home. I think they're away form. I think two wins out of six. Um. Just one win in their last four. Two defeats, a draw, and a loss. Um, I just think Thistle at home at seven to fives worth a, a little nibble. I'm, I'm not sure. up for it, but I was to pick a winner on that game. I think Thistle at seven to five look a decent shout. I'm sure I've said this to you before on this podcast when you've been very tempted to back this one. I kind of feel like <laughs> um, one of your mates on a drunk night out, <laughs> and Thistle have been eyeing up your girlfriend, and I'm having to tell you. They're no worth it, Greg. They're just no but, worth it. Thankfully, this week I've, I've found involved. enough not to back them because there's enough there's enough matches this weekend that I really like the look of. So they didn't make the cut, unfortunately, Thistle. But um, I still think seventy five is not a bad price. Yeah, failed to score in three of the last four games, Thistle. <laughs> um, just, I, I don't. I'm not sharing the love at all for anything to do with that that game. Uh, Cove have been dead stuffy recently as well. They've kind of they won the last couple of games before the split one nil. I just I don't know. I man. guess That's it's just... a new season almost, and it's new optimism. Yeah, <laughs> we. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you that, but that sounds uh, like the next uh, Star Wars movie. <laughs> I think there's. I've been following Greg on Twitter for a long time, and I don't think there's a week gone past that he's not at a pop at party. You know what, actually. 
because I haven't been playing the last 10 weeks, I've been very, very limited. You've still managed to get a few in, even though I've not been playing, which has been well No, I've done. gone back to Dundee. Dundee are the ones getting most abuse at the moment. Um, I've left part of this one alone on the whole, but um, that will change once they get back playing again this week. <laughs> once David, the think, Rangers beat them. Yeah. I think you're, you're right to point out the lack of official goals. They are to know both teams to score as Aloha are to both teams to score. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, nine, one of the last nine has seen both teams score in Thistle games in all competitions. Good stats there, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think, Greg, you've talked yourself out of Thistle. Yeah, which, and that's what I've done. I've talked myself out of it. Which, is, which is fine. Win, but I'm not backing it, so. Which is fine. Okay, Doc, uh, before we finish up, there's a couple of other teams uh, in League 2 who you think are maybe just overpriced that might be able to catch the bookies out just purely purely based on the fact that you know there's been some activity around both Albion Rovers and Brecon um, during I was going to call it the close season during the, um, <laughs> the COVID season the COVID season um, and they returned to action this weekend and might be slightly better value than they would have been had uh, you know this match been played when it was supposed to be played first time around yeah David and I spoke I think it was the last Friday David we spoke and I think you highlighted at the time that Beacon had brought in four or five players. And yeah, the, yeah, they've brought in period. some experienced players. Bobby Barr from Forford, David Hutton from Airdrie, Jerry McLaughlin, I don't know him, to be fair, from Pollock, uh, Abdul Osman, he was uh, previously at Party Thistle, yeah. uh, and Chris Payton. So just uh, I just feel as though they're a side that's, I mean, if you bring even five, four or five new players in, you've basically got the nucleus of a new team there. So, And Michael Payton, the manager, was only appointed in November, so this is him really getting to work with his own players now, his own squad, and they've obviously invested a wee bit. Um, they were the whipping boys, of course they were, but I think they're, they're I certainly could not be back to one in, to, in <laughs> two to nine. Yeah, I it's... think breaking it eight to, eight, eight to one to win the match allows you to get five to six on breaking just to score. Yeah. Bearing in mind, this is the fourth tier in Scottish football. I don't think any side should be five to six just to score. No, Especially totally on what you can also classify as the first game of the season in, in some shape or form. And I guess the same for Albion Rovers away at Stenhouse Muir. Stenhouse Muir, two to five. Albion Rovers sitting second bottom, having their usual struggles. But they've also brought in four or five new players. Uh, one of them being Ryan Stevenson, who's been about. He's played at Hearts, he's played at various teams, Ryan Stevenson. So, not a bad signing for them. Again, 92 to win the match, but you could probably back them to score a goal as well. So, I'll probably just urge a bit of caution in terms of probably staying clear of Stenny at 2 to 5, and certainly still in Albion at 2 to 9. Yeah, we kind of mentioned or alluded to the fact that it's probably best taking a watching brief this weekend in League 1 and League 2. Yeah. That's yeah. a sensible approach, definitely. Yeah. It's not like... Until Tuesday night sensible. when we've got our next match day on Tuesday. Well, it's actually Scott, Scottish Cup games on Tuesday, so yeah, that might be... It might be quite interesting to get involved in, in some of those. Okay, I think we've probably done this weekend to death by now. Uh, can you guys just give us a wee recap of your best bets of the weekend then start with yourself, David? Uh, yeah, so I've basically gone for, for three games uh, this week. Uh, bet builder with Hamilton versus St Murn. That's St Murn to score and to hit over four corners. Uh, that's 1.86 on Bet365 uh, Bit builder. 
then Livingston versus Hibs. I've gone for a Hibs corner match bet. Uh, again, that's with bet three six five. That's also one point eight. Uh, sorry, four to five using your uh, antiquated terms. <laughs> and then my supercharged, absolute nailed on certainty. Supercharged nap is in the championship on Friday night. Uh, Alva versus Dundee, both teams to score, which is uh, five to six or one point eight three. And again, that's with bet three six five. Yeah, so I guess three bets for me. Um, Kilmarnock versus Motherwell on Saturday. And I'm taking Kilmarnock to get six or more corners at even money. And that's available in various places. Uh, secondly, I'm taking Ross County away to St Johnston to get four or more corners at five to six. And that's with bet 365. And in League Two, I'm taking Queen's Park to beat Stranraer. That's this weekend's nap as we look to make it 10 naps on the spin. Was 10 to 11. Unfortunately, it's now been cut into 8 to 13. Still back about that price, Greg? Um, probably not, no. I would probably put them in a line or an accumulator, but yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's a bit short now. Yeah, and sometimes one way we've managed to squeeze some value out of these games is... Um, Go to. to. Yeah, so putting on a bit builder them to win and to score two or more goals might be might be an angle for guys to get involved if they don't fancy a 13 to 20 price then that yes, might, be a, might be a way to play it okay doke thanks very much for those um, just a very quick apology to the listeners if you're hearing some of the uh, echoing stuff like that on the podcast this week I had a few issues with some of the sound on the podcast it's the joys of trying to record in this uh, remote world that we're living in at the moment so apologies about that um, and that's us for this edition of the podcast don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg and of course if you want more tips from Greg then join his Telegram channel where it's he says he's going for 10 naps in a row, which is fantastic form that he's been in. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. You can also follow David on Twitter at Pi and Above. And yeah, if you've got more than a passing interest in Scottish football, then it's definitely worth a follow. And you should check out the website pieandbobro.com and join the community there for a bit of chat on Scottish football and lots of other things as well, David. Yeah, yeah that's it. Pie and Bobro is where it's at. <laughs> uh, and that's us for this week so thanks very much uh, for listening to the podcast best of luck with your bets this weekend guys and good luck to all the listeners thank you good luck thank you